Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Hi, I'm Dave, and thanks for joining us on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. As you know, being in Nashville, there are a lot of songwriters, you can probably imagine. And we're going to make another connection with one a little bit later on here today. Um, you know, the, sto- the stories that these great songwriters in Nashville can tell, they're just amazing. And I want to share them with you on this show, introduce you to a new one each week and make that connection, as we say. This is season one, episode 15. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous 14, I hope you check them out and spread them around a little bit for us. We would certainly appreciate that. And again, I've got to thank hit writer Wynn Varble for spending time with us on last week's show. Man, he's an amazing guy. If you missed that one, please go back and check it out. He's written some big, big songs. It's an honor to have him here. Well, before I introduce you to this guest next this week, I want to tell you about a podcast that I discovered just in this past week. We're uh, taping this show uh, in uh, in April, April 20th, and we just work it. I like to work ahead, you know, um, but I want to tell you about uh, this sh- show that I happened to, to come across. It's called America's Next Pop Icon. And you might be thinking, well, Dave, this has got nothing to do about songwriting. Well, yeah, it does. I mean, you know, to be a pop icon, you better have good songs, right? And this is a really slick show, very well produced by Andrew Van Slee. It takes place in Las Vegas. It's well produced. It's a video podcast. And it's the kind of show that I really, in the future, aspire this show to become like. I really do. Once we can get monetization and some sponsors, I'm hoping we can take this out into the venues of Nashville and really get out into the community like Andrew does on his show. And if you're an aspiring performer and you like to sing, this is your show. And let me tell you why. They start each show with a little music news, an artist interview, uh, and then they give you singing tips. Like the show I watched this past week was phenomenal. Um, They had a vocal coach come in and she gave you tips and, and exercises to help make your voice better. And dang, I can use that. So, And then the other really cool thing about this show is people can call into this show because they do it live and actually sing on the show. And they choose a person to advance into the next round, so someone is going to get a chance to appear on the final show and become America's next pop icon. So if that interests you, please check it out. It's it's really a fun show, America's Next Pop Icon. And we thank them for being friends of our podcast, The Nashville Connection. Or the Nashville, That's the radio show, The Songwriter Connection Podcast. Sorry about that. Um, today, we're going to make a connection with um, a gentleman who lives here in, in Nashville, Tennessee. came here from uh, Maryland, and he writes songs in all genres. We're talking uh, rock, pop, folk, country, uh, blues. And let me tell you something. A lot of people think, uh, you know, Nashville's got to be country music, right? It's not always the case. All music. I mean, this is a music town, not just a country town. But anyway, Scott writes solo. He writes to a lot of other artists and songwriters in town here. I have been very fortunate to, to write a few songs with him, and I can tell you he's a genius. Our guest is Scott Barrier. Scott, thanks for being on the show. Good to have you here, man. Yeah, it's great to be here, Dave. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is awesome. Appreciate it, man. I, I look forward to pick, picking your brain a little bit. I'm going to start uh, back a, a year or so ago, back before uh, COVID, um, with a, a party that um, the GSC, and, and I want to tell you a little bit about this, folks. It's the Global Songwriter Connection. Uh, 
and it's run by Cherie, uh, Cherie Spoltori here in, in Nashville. And she is a wonderful person. She's just, you just got to love her. She is just so enthusiastic and she helps a lot of songwriters in this town. And I also have to uh, apologize to you, Cherie. I didn't steal your name. I know your global songwriter connection. We, we share the same last name. This is songwriter connection, but I swear <laughs> to you, man, as we talked about many times on the show, this, uh, our, our name came out of a TV show we did back in the early 2000s in Cincinnati called Nashville Songwriter Connection. So um, anyway, Cherie, appreciate you being a friend. But anyway, it was she has this big party uh, twice a year in the spring and in, in, in around Christmas time. And it's a mixer and all the songwriters in town attend this thing. It's really an incredible event, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, it's, it seems like all of them yeah. show up. Yeah. Even though it's hard to believe that in just the Nashville Davidson County area, there are approximately 65,000 singer-songwriters, musicians, and the like. Wow. Uh, doing everything, as you as you said, Dave. Do you mean I can do like 65,000 songs or uh, shows on this podcast? <laughs> never ending. We're in business for a while, I think. <laughs> And, and given that's in and out, people come in and out for yeah. given year. So I don't, I don't know who did the statistics, but that's pro- somebody figured that out. That all the transients, some go, come for the weekend, some you know stay for a week or a month or whatever. So, uh, but but what is is really awesome is you know Cherie used to be with NSAI, which is the uh, you know um, international. We've talked about them on this show, National Songwriters International. Yeah, great place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and then she when she uh, had left there, she started Global Songwriters, very small, very small. Mm-hmm. And uh, another songwriter told me about it, and I showed up. And there might have been 20 people mm, really? at the mixer. And I met her and a few other people. And I was, like I said, I think I mentioned, you know, I did not mention. I was with NSAI still at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I, I met Cherie and I saw what she was doing in her model, I really, I really enjoyed that. I really thought that would be effective for where I was as a writer because I'd been writing for a little while. But I wasn't trying to be a commercial writer yet. I was still mm-hmm. kind of dabbling. And... NSAI kind of got me in that mindset, and she helped me set a plan when I met with her, and and she got me rolling. So I'm very grateful for that. Great. But what's really been awesome, and I've been happy to see, is that she has built that. She has. From 20, 20 people showing up at a mixer to 600 approximately people wow. packed in a room, and that is major publishers, some label people, managers. So it's not just the songwriters that show. This is the industry that shows up. That's how important her mixtures have become mm. and, and how great of an opportunity to network with people at all levels. And so they're just rubbing elbows. Yeah. There's, there's guy who wrote you know whatever yeah. uh, you know some huge number one song and then there's some new folks trying to meet somebody and they they want to learn like i did when i joined nsai how to be a commercial writer how to network how publishing works all these things that are music uh, industry oriented and she she also hosts these pitch to publisher events where you can play them your song and sometimes yeah. they'll yeah. take them and you know set up a meeting with you so it's really great the thing she does now the reason i mentioned was it's i think that was where i first met you and you got a big award at one of those shows you're, yeah. So you're an award-winning songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's interesting about it is uh, it's it's a community, uh, net, like essentially a community ambassador award because there there are the, there are different people that have different 
uh, ways that they, they do things. And, and so I just love to help people get connected. Connection. There you go. Global mm-hmm. Song and Connection. That connection. I love to, to match talent together mm-hmm. and see where we can go with it. And I love helping people and I love to see it, see their careers grow as well as mine. And so they give out an award for that. Um, and it's, it's the Lorna Flowers Community Ambassador Award. You know, she was an amazing person. She was amazing. Yeah, yeah and we lost her a few years back. And I'm, did. Yeah, yeah, it's just great that they call it, uh, they name that award after her. So anyway, okay. go That's ahead. That's correct. And yeah. she was always supportive and super positive and always trying to help people. She, she was. Secreted, yeah, writer's nights yeah. to help people and just connected people. She didn't ask for anything. Mm-hmm. She just quietly went about it and helped people's careers. And, and so, unbeknownst to me, I guess I, I was doing a similar thing. I was just doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I love to help people be supportive, network, all that. And, and that's what brought me to being nominated anonymously from industry people and other songwriters within Global Songwriters Connection for me to be the guy a few years ago. And I was very honored, very humbled, and, and was totally, totally shocked. Because when they put the nominations out, I'm like, I'm voting for that person. I'm voting for. I was voting for all these people, and that I thought they deserve it so much. Yeah. And so I was just like, "What?" All embarrassed. And <laughs> you see what a guy this is. He's such a humble and great guy. You know, that's great. You know, well, congratulations, you. and uh, that's so you, man. From what I know of you, and if, uh, Lorna, I have to, to tell a quick story about her. When I was coming in uh, to write, I was living in Cincinnati, and we used to come in a lot to write. And and, we, and when you do that, you got to try to play out as much as you can. And Lorna was running um, an open mic at uh, the Listening Room back when it was up at um, Cummings uh, Station, and. Yeah. Uh, and I remember signing up to play, and I am known for my terrible handwriting. <laughs> you know, I must be brothers from a different mother, man. <laughs> I should have been a doctor, but yeah, you know, I chose songwriting. She couldn't r- read what I said. She thought I writ- I'd r- written down, I wish I could remember, um, uh, Dove or d- d- something, uh, say, Stave or something like that. And she keeps calling my name and I'm not coming and I don't know why. So from that day forward, she called me by that name and I always loved her. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll think of what she, what she was, what it was she used to call me. Well, it was a few years ago. But anyway, let's talk a little a bit about you and your writing. Um, and what I, I love is you could fit into just about any style. Um, you're just about writing these songs. And um, recently you got together with, and I saw this uh, Meg Williams, who who is a great uh, blues artist here in town. I saw her at Donaldson Pub just a couple of weeks back, and she absolutely blew me, blew me away. Great voice, um, yeah. but a great guitar player. So yes. you, you've written with her and, and, and my friend Kieran Gupta, who plays in her band. Uh, so tell us about this song we're going to play. Yeah, this song is a song she, she brought to me. Uh, and not to not to get into personal things, but uh, there may have been a former relationship <laughs> she wanted to write about. <laughs> uh, and Meg and I had already been writing the past couple of years, and I was very fortunate to have a song on on her her last project uh, that was recorded in Muscle Shoals at uh, Fame Studios, which was one of my bucket lists, by the way. I wanted oh. a song recorded at Fame Studio in, yeah. in Muscle Shoals. Uh, down in Florence, Alabama, and she made that come true for me twice. Oh my God. <laughs> if that ever happens again, will you take me with you? I'll, I'll carry your guitars, whatever you need. I love I, muscle she shows. told me afterwards, but I was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't I didn't matter. have to be there. I'm so glad that it was just done. And so, wow. so we got it. That was from her last album. 
And uh, we also ended up with Kieran writing a Christmas song that her label at the time loved, so they released that as a single. Wow. And so I'm very fortunate to have this great history with Meg. We're good friends, and we uh, and, and I just I'm very thankful that she thinks I'm good enough to write blues with her. <laughs> so, uh, Let's so play she, it. It's called yeah. "Done Getting Over You," right? Yeah. Done getting over you. Done getting over you. Written by Scott Barrier, our guest of the Songwriter Connection podcast. kidding me it's got that muscle shoals song sound to it too isn't it 
<laughs> My goodness, I love it. Uh, that's Meg Meg Williams who uh, did the song written by uh, uh, Scott Berry, our guest today, and co-written with her. And yeah, yeah just the two of us on mm. that one. Okay, just the two. What of I find crazy about that uh, track, I love it, is she didn't do a solo. <laughs> She's such a great guitarist. Yes, she left her solo out. <laughs> well. Because she really tears it up, man. She's an amazing guitarist. She really is. Uh, I did get to witness that uh, not too long ago. She's something else. And I can't wait to see her again. She's uh, she's a great performer. And I think she's one that you'll probably hear more from. So remember that name, Meg Williams, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and if, you, if you're not familiar with Fame Studios and the Muscle Shoals sound, Google that. And there's a great film you can watch about it. Um, and it's a great place to visit. And it's not too far from Nashville. Um, we went there just... Uh, last summer before the COVID uh, hit and just had a wonderful time. So much musical history there, isn't it? Something else. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that the, uh, didn't they do Mustang Sally there? Or was yeah. it next door? So I think it was there. They did Mustang, Mustang Sally. Sally. Yeah. Tons, like you said. Tons yeah. Of With the original band that ended up becoming the Swampers. Yes. <laughs> that Skinner used to sing about Swampers, right? So, yeah. Yep. Something else. Well, let's find out a little bit more about you. You come from um, Maryland originally. How long have you been in Nashville? Just over 20 years. Just over 20 years? That's correct. And Time I, uh, flies, doesn't it? It does. And what's funny is I, I did everything backwards. You did? I came, <laughs> I came here just to be in bands. I was a band guy. Yeah. And so, and, and what I, I would call myself a project writer. So we would write for our project, mm-hmm. our, our album. And so I wasn't doing a ton of writing when I got here. If, if we wrote, that would be me and whatever band I was in touring with and, and getting some radio play, we would write 10, 20, maybe 30 songs and then choose our favorite 10. Mm. And that became our project. And then we'd spend the rest of the year uh, or maybe into the next year promoting it, doing radio shows like we're doing today, you know, radio spots and mm-hmm. and just pushing the album. And that was the limit of my writing. And when I got here, I was looking for the same thing because I didn't know. I didn't know. And I did. I came here knowing no one. By the way, I had no contacts. I didn't build anything. Didn't know what to do. So was and it just, the success of the band that brought you here? You figured you could grow the band or uh, popularity. No, it, they had broken up, oh. uh, which was not my fault. I want to point that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was between other people. But they, we were on the verge of a deal with a major label, and it was it was a rock hard rock band, mm-hmm. and uh, not because me in this case and uh, <laughs> the um well you know mark allen Bernetti was our guest not too long ago said the band always breaks up immediately after all of the uh photos are taken <laughs> well, yeah and we have photos taken and the uh the the uh, basically a contract on the table with a, with a major label not to name anybody mm-hmm. and uh th- with the distribution ready to go nationally wow and some of the other band members Apparently had issues and we broke up. Oh. And so I was like, okay, all right, um, maybe way. Nashville might do good. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I, I came here and, and went looking for bands because that's the only template I knew. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but, but the funny thing is, when I got here, I started asking around, where do I go to meet people, musicians, or whatever? They said, go to the Broken Spoke. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. So I walk in and I'm like, uh, so where's the band? They're like, oh, it's not a band. It's a songwriter's night. And I was yeah. like, what's a songwriter's night? That's how naive I was, Dave, when I got here. Yeah. And they're like, just, and somebody pointed me, go back there and just sit. And so I sat and, and I was like, there's kind of half a stage. 
Yeah. Not a, not a real stage, you know, because I'm a band guy. And Back so, then it was the front porch, wasn't it? It's like it the, front the front porch. porch. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a front porch, like porch stage. Like yeah. Picking, picking on the porch. Yeah. And so I waited, and Debbie Champion walked in, who I didn't know. And, uh, and so I saw somebody get behind a console, and then some people lazily walk in, like just casually walk in, get their guitar. They disappeared, came out with their guitars, and got on stage in a row mm-hmm. with just those guitars. And I was like, is that the band? Mm-hmm. And so no, they each, right? That's how naive Yeah, yeah. They each took turns playing their songs acoustically, which really freaked me out. It was, made me nervous because I'm so used to being in the cushion of a group. Yeah. And so uh, I wasn't going to get on stage right away. But here's the funny thing. And, and no one would know this out there in the world, but my first round I ever saw was with Tony Lane. Oh, I love him. What a songwriter. <laughs> and yeah. I think David Lee was with him. In one David other Lee, too. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and so he kicks in with this song called Tattoos and Scars, which years later became a number one for Montgomery Gentry. Wow. And I sat there and went, maybe I should just go home. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, this is a whole other level of writing, man. This is crazy. Yeah. But um, and, and so I, I did go to the bars downtown, and, and I was meeting musicians. But I fell into a songwriter community, and so I ended up uh, over time becoming more of a writer on the writer side. Though I was in bunches of bands and I toured, and I was very fortunate to tour with uh, you know at least one really good country act. And um, can you and, can you say who? <laughs> Uh, Gretchen, Gretchen Wilson. With Gretchen Wilson. Yeah, Gretchen Wilson. Wow. Uh, and that was a very short stint uh, because she and I knew each other prior to her going solo and her and her husband, Larry. I'd actually been to their house to, to record my demos wow. huh? before she went solo. So there she was and there was Larry. And since then, they, they divorced. But mm. I just kind of knew them as other songwriters and, and artists in town. Wow. And then, of course, you know, she she got a band together and a, a manager. And uh, when she first went solo, this is how this happened. Uh, I knew that I was friends with her her new manager, her new agent, uh, which is Eddie Rines, and his his big flagship. Uh, he he had some big flagship country acts, and so uh, George Jones being his biggest one. Wow. Uh, but he but he loved Gretchen's voice, and so. I, I knew she was going to go on the road and he called me one day and he said, I know you got your own band thing. Cause I was trying to do the rock band thing still, even though I'm in Nashville. And he said, we have a contract for five, a five piece band. Gretchen is the singer and the keyboardist rhythm guitarist dropped out and the tours in like three days. Oh. If I don't get a fifth member, all the contracts will drop, and we're going to lose thousands of dollars. The Gretchen won't make any money. Nobody's going to make any money. Can you fill in as the keyboard player and rhythm guitarist? <laughs> Can you help a brother out, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, how many songs do I need need to do? And they're like, well, they're on covers, so you need to learn about 50 or 60. I'm like, in three days? And I knew half of them, by the way, because of standards. Well, that's good. Yeah. And, so, and I was like, you know what? I love Eddie. I love Gretchen. She's a friend of mine. And I was like, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) What an experience. Yeah. Yeah. That was her very first solo out from Nashville before she got her deal, before she met, uh, you know, John and Big Kenny and and got in with them and and the uh, Music Mafia. Mm -hmm. This was her start, essentially, as a solo artist. And so it was really fun. Um, She's one of the few singers that can go a whole night and never sing out a key. Is that amazing? I've never seen anything like it. Because mm-hmm. uh, usually you get tired, you start to, but nope, four hours, 
50, 60 songs. And and uh, the bass player, I can't remember his name, but he had a great southern rock voice. So so she would take a break and let him sing a few and have a rest her voice. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, she covered three hours at least. Wow. Never sang a key. <laughs> that's amazing. And that is talent. And that's why she was such a huge star. Yes, you know? she's yeah. not good. What an amazing story. Well, yep. uh, there's uh, you like to write with a lot of the artists as well as uh, yes. uh, writers here in town. And uh, there's a young man named Camden West. I'm sure you yes. can tell us a little bit more about. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he uh, he he's from Vegas. His family's out there in Vegas. Mm. Uh, before he, when he started coming here to network, he was actually doing well, uh, well paid Vegas like band overnight wow. app. Yeah. Uh, so he's an amazing guitarist. He's an amazing singer, performer, and he was well honed when he got here. And I, I met him through. I think he probably came to an event at Global Songwriters. Well, sure but then, and I'd met him, shook his hand, and then a few weeks later he approached me at uh, another writer's night, a place called the Commodore Bar and Grill, and he said, hey, I really love what you do. Would you like to write sometime? I said, yes. And so I started writing with him, and then uh, I started networking him in with other writers. That's great. And, and uh, Which I love to do. And he's a different style. He's he's pop and pop rock. And you mentioned earlier, I love to write everything, and that's that's that that's really what I love to do. I love the challenge of writing anything and everything. And so the challenge with him was, okay, let's put on the Americana pop rock hat mm-hmm. and see what we can do. And we ended up one day in a room uh, with uh, Donna DeSopo. She's another writer in town here, and we had written a couple few songs. And then we came across this idea that he had because uh, he had met a girl. <laughs> and um, and he, he just wanted to simply call it Falling. And and so off we went from there and we wrote this beautiful song. And and he set the vibe. That's his guitar work. Uh, and so once once he started playing that piece, we were like, we are so in on this song. Oh. And we ended up writing this gorgeous piece of music that I absolutely love called Falling. So. It's really a beautiful song. And here it is on our show, the Songwriter Connection podcast. Falling by Camden West. in your eyes Roses your lips Taste of strawberry wine I got a feeling I want you and no one else Can't stop this feeling I'm about to lose myself Falling for you Completely and over my head I don't want to fall asleep I don't want to fall asleep And I'm falling into you And I don't want this night to end I don't want to fall asleep I want to fall for you Over and over again Head on my chest, wrapped in silence. Breathe you in with each breath. Let's stay together. But we don't ever have to leave. Stay here forever. Wide awake, my 
taking this dream Falling for you Completely and over my head I don't want to fall asleep I don't want to fall asleep And I'm falling to you And I don't want this night to end I don't want to fall asleep I want to fall for you Over and over to the Songwriter Connection podcast. I'm Dave. Our guest is Scott Barrier, and that is a beautiful song that Scott helped to write with uh, new artist Camden West. Where was that recorded, Scott? Uh, that was recorded with uh, Nate Cornell. He's a producer from California originally, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's his background is pop and CCM. Yeah, and he he actually he's he worked with uh, he did a little programming for King and Country. Oh yeah. Uh, before he, he got, he, I think he got here when he did that. But uh, so, yeah, so Nate can bring that sort of pop rock, mm. rock and pop and Americana sort of thing. And he did a beautiful job recording it. I can hear that song on a station here in town. Um, we need to get that to the folks at Lightning 100, actually. Yeah. That, that AAA <laughs> format that they're, they're calling these days. Uh, that just is right there in the pocket. Great song. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, he released it as a single a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And so, you can find it on all the platforms, Camden West. It's out there. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that song, and I hope it, it really does well, and I hope for good things for Camden. I really do. You know, I do, too. Uh, he's, he's got a lot of talent. You know, I also want to mention, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how uh, Nashville is more than just country music. It's it's all kinds of, of music. And I never wanted this show to focus on any one genre. And yeah. um, I have a philosophy about that. People always ask, you know, what kind of music do you play? And I always, I hate that question because I always say, well, hopefully good music, you know, because I really think the songs and songwriting, if you've got a great song, it's going to span the genres. And, 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 and that to me is that's up to the artist who wants to cut it and the producers that want to put it together. So on this show, I'm going to have a lot of different variety. Like, uh, we have a guest coming up, uh, very shortly, uh, who is big in the Americana and, and folk world. 
Her name is Jamie Harris, and her partner is Mary Goucher, who's an amazing writer. (laughs) Mary's really awesome. She's funny. She really is. So Jamie is going to be on the show next week, by the way, so we'll plug that in right now. Uh, And I'm looking forward. uh, I've become a really big fan of her, and we'll tell you more about her, too. But also, I've got a show coming up um, in June with a producer-writer out of Dallas who had a number one song that he wrote and produced with Alicia Keys. So how about that? Yeah. So I don't want it just to be about genre. I want it to be about a lot of different things. Now, as a songwriter, and what I love about you is, again, you talk about how you can write all styles. You challenge yourself to write, you know, all styles with a lot of different artists. And you had this rare trifecta, really. (laughs) You had a song who um, you wrote and uh, female artists did it. Male artists did it. So two cuts there and then they did a duet. So three cuts. So tell us the story right here. That's a rare one. It's like a triple play. Yeah, it's funny. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's it. This is. I didn't. I I don't know if it's been done before. Probably, <laughs> uh, but I, I was writing uh, with one of my main co-writers, Josie Bisto, who's a lyricist. Josie's wonderful. We, I, yeah. I had brought Megan Allen to her to write because uh, because Josie, I played some stuff I was writing with Megan Allen, who's a quirky sort of like jazz pop artist with a really quirky voice. Mm. And, and so she just has such a unique thing. You can, it's infectious. Uh, and, and so we had started to write, and then we, we kind of got into a regular routine. And uh, Josie mentioned bringing in A.J. Rags, who's kind of got a pop rock, uh, poppy Americana thing going on. And, and she said, well, can we bring him in to write one night? And I was like, yeah. I said, but... There's something I want to do if we're going to do this because they're equally as talented. So I don't want one to be above the other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, for those who don't know, when we get into a writer room, if there's two artists, usually I'll say, so who are we writing for today? Yeah. Are we going to write for you over here, just your style, and we'll aim that way? Or do we want to write for you over here and we'll just go that direction? And it's up to the artist to decide. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And that happens. Usually that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're they're like, great, we'll write for this person today because – People don't realize most artists are writers as well, and they love writing outside of their styles, in their styles, and it's just a creative process. They're creators. We're, mm-hmm. We are creators. That's that's why we're, we usually go as well. We flow whatever direction. Let the song take us. Let the song speak. And so, but I said I want to do something unique, and I have no idea if we can pull this off, Josie. But I want to write a song that they can both record and sing individually and have singles from a female side and from the male side and to be able to do a duet. <laughs> and, I think, and I think it was left upon me because I'm, I'm the crazy one that pulled everybody into it. And Josie's like, okay, let's see what they say. So when we got into the room, I told them my crazy proposal and they're like, let's try it. All we can do is either succeed or fail. And so, <laughs> so, uh, so we found a key that worked for both of them, and I had a little chord progression because I thought I, I really need to come prepared for this. So I had a chord progression that they could have said no to, but they're like, we really like that. And, and Josie um, had this idea called My Kind of People, and she's like, this is what I want to write. I really want to write that, and let's find a way to make that work with your music, Scott. And so um, we just we hacked it out. We worked it out. It took a couple few sessions to do because it was kind of a monumental task. But everybody was in. I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. <laughs> and so the result was 
We were happy when we finished it. We got some critiques. We bumped it up, rewrote it, because that's what you do if you're in commercial writing. You, you know, uh, Jane Bach, who's a big writer, says... Was on the show earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she probably told you her saying is like, you know, you write a good song. Mm-hmm. But you rewrite a great you song. You rewrite great a great song. Yeah. yeah, great songs are rewritten. And so it's we true. went in with that philosophy. And um, and they they wanted to do it. So we, we booked a uh, session with John Willis, who is a studio south of here in Franklin, who's absolutely brilliant and so so we put the song together got one version for aj a slight different version for megan so they each had their own vibe on the same song same melody same key amazingly and then they we ended up using megan's vibe for the duet and so within the past four weeks they've released (laughs) a male version (laughs) a female version and then last friday this they, duet. They released the duet. It's a, it's just crazy. And so it's three singles, yeah. <laughs> three singles, one month. That's same crazy. song. <laughs> the trifecta. Love it. Let's yeah. play it for you. My kind of people on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Megan Allen and AJ Rags. Every time I turn on my TV, losing my faith in humanity. It's full of angry bad news faces. But there's a new story breaking. Don't have to leave my neighborhood I'm covering every day acts of good You won't see in any headline The more I look, the more I find Kind people, my kind of people If your vibe is your tribe Then I want to be surrounded by a bunch of beauty Look for a smile And you'll find my kind of people Oh, oh, oh My kind of people Welcoming wave or a simple smile A friend dropping by to talk for a while When you're down they'll lift you up Slow Helping hand that holds the door Random people paying it forward To the next one waiting in line The more you look The more you'll find Kind people My kind of people If your vibe is your tribe Then I want to be surrounded By a bunch of beautiful kind my kind of people just look for a smile And you'll find my kind of people Oh, oh, my kind of people Imagine how different the world would be If we Try then I want to be surrounded by a bunch of beautiful kind people My kind of people just look for a smile And you'll find my kind of people Oh 
to be surrounded by all kinds of kind people. Wow, it's got a great message. It really does. <laughs> Scott Barrier, our guest on the uh, Songwriter Connection podcast, that is AJ Rags and um, Megan Allen together. And so um, AJ's got his own little version of it, right? In a little different groove. He does. Yeah, it actually is more of a Jason Mraz type kind oh, of group. I could hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And what he wanted to do was have a big, huge sing along in his. <laughs> so his ass. That's like cool. we, they, John had us all like sing along <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Uh, with multiple passes, so it sounds like there's like 30 or 40 people, nice. but it's just us singing different places and doing different things and t- acting like we're talking and yelling and screaming in the background. <laughs> and people can find that out there, right? Um, yes, yes. Wherever so you get AJ music. Rags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AJ uh, he has his single out everywhere, all platforms. Good. Megan Allen, which is spelled me again, so it's M-E-A-G-A-N. There's no H or anything. <laughs> me Megan <again>. Allen. <laughs> so that's how we remember it, me again. Me and again. so <laughs> Okay. Um, which is Josie Bisto's nickname, which is very funny. Really? But uh, so, so they, it's on platforms. You can find it everywhere. And uh, now that they've released the third, it's out there as well. So mm. that's great. So uh, we hope that you check it out. You know, it really helps songwriters and these young artists. And it is, you know, we don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like songwriting is this. It, it, sometimes it can be. It can be, um, but. It's tough today, and it's not just the COVID that has made it rough for songwriters in the past year. It's it's a lot of different things. It's it's harder and harder to get a cut uh, these days, um, with record companies cutting back and things, and artists writing their own. They want them writing the songs, right? Because they sign these things, these three sixty deals, where they get a part of the publishing and the merchandise and everything. So, I mean, it benefits the record labels to have their artists out there writing. So, but anyway, it's it's tough, and and so as we struggle, there's always a little hope here and there, uh, independent cut. But one of the buzzwords that you're hearing a lot in the songwriting community these days, and Scott, you can speak to this, is is sync. Um, tell us a little bit about what, what sync means, and, and you've had some success there. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. Uh, and it, it like anything uh, that you build, it takes time. Uh, and uh, way back when, I mentioned Donna DeSopo, she had an opportunity to start writing for sync and asked me if I wanted to try. So mm-hmm. I said, sure, right. why not? Uh, you know, being a commercial writer is not just one lane, as we're discussing today, right. where a commercial writer – you, you build skills to write in many genres so that you have a livelihood because, as you said, the money's not quite there. CD sales are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, even downloads are just not a thing. Streaming doesn't bring a lot of money usually. Uh, and so you have to be sort of creative and can spin on a, a dime and do all this stuff and light on your feet. So to be a commercial writer in this day and age, you, you really need to build skills to be able to move a lot of directions. Mm-hmm. And so when Donna asked me that, I thought, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's try. Okay. And so we, we, we got into it. But let's let's explain what exactly we mean when we say the, the word yeah. sync, what, what that means. Well, I, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's where I'm headed So because I had to learn myself what that was. That is synchronous music that that's where you synchronize the music with the audio in a tv show a movie anything that's visual with the bumper music that's in and out on a sporting event or when they're doing a highlight reel when they're throwing you hear this and they're throwing the football they synchronize the the tempo and the beat of the music with the the motion of the audio you know with with where that's heading to set up sort of a pace with the pace of it and so and there's money in that these days there is money in that and i didn't know that 
when I was asked to try it. And it turns out it's a little bit different than the, the indie cut world or the major label world where they, they need music for everything, everything out there. So if you are a writer who thinks you don't have a lane, you probably do. If you are just writing Americana and nobody's paying attention to you, search out sync agents, music libraries, and music supervisors. And so they, they probably need your music because you're, you're not going to fit in country if you're in Nashville necessarily if you're not writing, but you still have a life. And so and it pays you up front. That's the difference where cuts can right. pay you down the road royalties as it gets radio play or streaming play, and you wait for that. Whereas if you get a song that's placed in a movie ahead of time, you sign what's called a licensing contract, which is really they're renting the use of your song for that placement in that one movie, and so they pay you the rental fee up front or the licensing fee, and it could be anywhere from a hundred to a hundred thousand dollars, depending upon wow. what it's going to be used for and for how long. And so you could literally make your whole career on one song Isn't in like an advertisement for, say, Toyota or whatever for right. a year. They could pay you a hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. It is and crazy. so um, the my my whole philosophy on the sync stuff is. While I'm doing other things, that's that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> now you, money as I go, you had some success with a Christmas movie, right? Um, uh, two, yeah, two Christmas movies and a TV show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fox on Fox. Fox. The Moody's Fox. Yeah. Okay. And and with with an artist that was recently on The Voice, right? Can we talk that about that or, or no? Are uh, we allowed? Well, yeah. I I I'd mentioned it to you uh, before we came on the air here that. Uh, Keegan Farrell has been on The Voice. Uh, un, you know, unfortunately, he just got dropped. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm still happy for him because it's such a great opportunity okay. for him to be known nationally because he deserves it. Mm-hmm. And and Ke- Keegan is a uh, he's sort of a, a jazz pop artist, and with his nice soft voice and and you know really good. He can almost be a crooner, wow. and so. Uh, once again, Donna DeSopo and I, we found him at a writer's night here in Nashville. He just came to town. He didn't know anybody. He got up and, uh-huh. you know, after a writer's night is finished, for those out there who don't know, they have open mic and you sign up and you wait all night just to play your one song usually. Yeah. And and so um, Donna and I were still in the room and he got up to do his one song. And, and I was like, whoa. Listen to that voice. Wow. <laughs> and, so, and he was doing his jazzy pop thing. It wasn't country at all. Once again, there's room for everybody. Everybody. And, so, and it's all here in Nashville now. It's not just country, as you said, Dave. Mm-hmm. And so we started to write with him and, and ended up uh, writing a, a song called Merry Christmas with You, which is in his style. It's like crooner-ish. It's, nice. it's awesome. He plays beautiful piano on it. And it ended up being in the uh, TV show uh, The Moody's on Fox couple years ago and so uh that was really fun to be able to sit and watch his face you know just because we we had a little listening party and waited and to see his face when that thing came on and oh, we're all bad. excited and so, uh, mm. so and but but yeah that was that was a, a beautiful moment and i'm very happy for him and i'm hoping it gets more play especially now that he's been on the voice so yeah now you know if, if they play it again like each christmas year i mean do you get a residual for that um, yeah. yeah, since that was two years ago, it re-aired a couple times uh, in the States and overseas, and I think I made about $10 in royalty. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just be honest, it wasn't a ton. But still, you know, it's out yeah. there. 
And you never know what's going to happen. You know, you never I know. Talk about twice. I have made hundreds of dollars on my cuts and maybe even two at this point. So, um, you know, so maybe someday. Now, um, Billy Lee, who is our very first episode, had the big hit, uh, The One with Gary Allen. Uh, you and he and I have been getting together and writing a few times a month. And we took on a challenge of, of writing a, a song for Sync. And it's a song that I, you know, I, it's just been so catchy. It starts running through my head. It sticks in my head like baby sharks. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> I find myself around the house just singing this song. Um, and you know where I'm getting at. It's a song called Time oh, yeah. Machine, right? Yes, um, sir. Do you remember how that came together? I don't even, I'm, I'm trying to. It was probably one. Well, Billy has such a great background in rock because you probably, yeah. probably, you probably talked about that. I mean, he, yeah. with Jory Ramone, come on now. Right, I know. And, when he was still back in New York, he was he created all kinds of tracks mm-hmm. for that era, you know, and he that he loved right. 80s style yeah. songs and 70s style songs and ret- you know what's considered retro now. Yeah, he was he was producing in real time in the time in the, in the era. time. Yeah, and in Nashville, and they sat and they sat and and so he's got these great tracks and and the people in the sync world are doing these are getting music for like shows that that do retros where they show 70s scenes, 60s scenes, 80s, 90s and all that and they need music that feels like it's from that era. Yeah. And so it, Billy I think just that's one of Billy's tracks that he already had oh. had built that had a Beatles sound. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so he played that and we built off of that. It we was just, already sitting there for years, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. And you know, he he is a tremendous producer. Um and and you're going to hear he put this all together. You sang it. Um but it does have that Beatles psychedelia kind of feel. And here it is. It's it's called Time Machine. <laughs> That's right. It's out there. Sometimes tomorrow 
That's what I keep saying. Where would you want to go? <laughs> Billy Lee, I think Lee Tune Studios is one of the best kept secrets here uh, in Nashville. He's been working on a, a project for me. We've been working on it for a couple years now, just taking our time track by track. And uh, I'm really excited to get it out there. But uh, just just a really cool song. And here's the other thing I remember. I remember singing that, um, where would you want to go? And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm singing in my mind. An airplane, you know, banking and leaving. And, and I'm thinking, wouldn't that be a great jingle for an airline? Where would you want to go, you know? And so you immediately start typing in lyrics and you got this whole airline vibe thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put my sync hat on after we put the artist cut hat on. Uh-huh. And I was like, how can we get this with an airline? Yeah. So I just started rattling stuff off and... and uh, just hopefully it, it's got the right lyrics for sync and uh, let's get yeah. that airline commercial. <laughs> let's get there. If there's any airline people out there, you know, Hey, it's available. <laughs> if you're out there, please. I just want to say, Scott, I, I love writing with you and I really think that you are a genius and I've learned a lot writing with you. And this, this is why I, I like to write with a lot of different people um, because you do, you pick up something. We, you know, we've been doing a little zoom writing because of, of COVID um, yeah. And we do it uh, on Google Docs. We can we can create a document, and all of us at the same time can can write and, and edit uh, on the doc. And what I love about it is we we get an idea, and we just start throwing out ideas. And and what I love about you is nothing is wrong. You just start typing. You start typing, and you get all the whatever pops in your head, and you move it down to what we call the boneyard. And yeah. then when we get to, to we're starting to build this song, I start looking through that bottom page the boneyard as you call and there's gems in there oh we gotta pull, we gotta pull that one up there oh and that one's good and that one goes with this one and we just kind of piece it together like a puzzle and it's so yeah. cool I, I love writing with you and uh, yeah you too it's, yeah. Oh, it's always fun it's always a great time we, we've been coming up with great stuff really cool stuff <laughs> it's certainly been fun it really has and i look forward to doing it again real real soon scott thanks for being on our show we're out of time but man i wish you all the success i love the stuff you're doing and um i appreciate you being on the songwriter connection podcast thank you so much dave good luck with your show too thank you next week jamie out uh, jamie harris and you don't want to miss that one it's going to be great Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.